0: Huber in the morning. Baby, baby, baby. What time is it? What time is it? Well, it's time. It's time for Weird News with humor on 100.7 The Bay. I'm struggling with this one. I'm looking at this picture of this old-ass dog. <laughs> he old. And he's sitting in the yard. And he's got that dog face where it looks like. I just sat down and sitting down was so much work. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The story's not as bad as you think it is. I know. But I know. it's bad. Oh my god. Um, sorry. Um so I've done throwing you off with this picture, and I apologize. It's he's so cute. This I say he, I don't know if it's a he or she. The dog is so cute, but he definitely looks old. It's got that old dog fur, that old dog skin. That old dog, gray face. And the oldest dog in the world, according to Guinness, he gone. But not dead. Not dead. Yet. He just got stripped of his title. It's so sad. He is dead. Oh, he is dead? He is dead. (laughs) So this is a story about the Guinness Book of World Records retroactively taking this dog's World record away for oldest. Posthumously? I think so. I got to read it. Here we go. Every day, every dog has its day, they say. But Bobby, the Portuguese Mastiff's reign as the world's oldest hound had been short-lived. The once record-breaking dog has been stripped of his title by Guinness World Records. After officials declared there was no proof, he was long in the tooth. <laughs> You're welcome. It was claimed that Bobby was 31 and 5 months. Yeah. 31 times (laughs) 7, right? Yeah. 153 years old? Yeah. Come on. A dog's life spanning about 220 canine years when he died in October, seven months after the Guinness Book of World Records declared him the world's oldest living dog, and the oldest dog ever. The previous record holder, Bluey. Aw, I wonder if that's what they named that show after. <laughs> Bluey's a good show. I can't lie. Uh, of all the kids' shows, Bluey's good. Emily from Orlando. Uh-huh. Big every, Bluey fan? Every night with her husband. No kids involved. Just watching Bluey. Watching Bluey. Amen. Um, Bluey, the Australian cattle dog who died... At age 29 years old and five months, back to the record, right? Yep. If the oldest dog can't fulfill all his duties as oldest dog, the runner-up will be declared the winner. Do you think they had to go through that? (laughs) No, probably not. No, because they they thought Bobby was legit. So what happened to Bobby here? Let's find out. Announcing that Bobby had been scratched from the record book, Mark McKinley of Guinness Book of World Records, conducted the review into the entry said quote we make tremendous we take tremendous pride in ensuring as best we can the accuracy and integrity of all our record titles following concerns raised by veterinarians and other experts both privately as well as within public commentary and the findings of investigations conducted by some media outlets we found it important to open a review into Bobby's record so There was the rumor mill. Everybody was like, you know, that Bobby record is false. So I believe we lost Bobby in October. Uh And then a few days after Bobby's passing, Danny Chambers, he's a vet and council member of the Royal College of Veterinary Surgeons. Of course he is. Said that out of the 18,000 members of the Veterinary Voices uh, in the group that he runs, not a single one of his colleagues believed Bobby was actually 31 years old. I mean, that is an insane amount of time for a dog to live, right? Look, this is the goodest boy ever. <laughs> the picture of him is just in a front yard living like he's gone. Now we're gonna take a record away I from know. a dog, a dog. <laughs> Can't they just cut one of his bones and count the rings? <laughs> <laughs> That is the worst thing you said. It is time to discuss what's going to happen to producer Matt after the show today. <laughs> the English language has 546 words for it, apparently. Oh, beautiful. There are a lot of words to describe uh, being inebriated, including inebriated instead of drunk. Um, they're the classics. You know, hammered, wasted, tipsy, trash smashed, loaded. Or the nor- formal, which is, of course, inebriated. Um, schwasted. That's one I've heard before. I think that's the first time I've ever said it just then. <laughs> Work it in today, baby. Um, here's some ex- obscure ones. And the British terms are pretty crazy, too. Um, do you have one that you like the best? I like the ones that were food-based. Yeah, corned. <laughs> I wonder if that has to do with, like, bourbon being made from corn or something. I don't know. There was corned, There was cabbaged. (laughs) So I cut it down to a few, but the food ones were definitely my favorite. Bladdered, which I guess because you use your bladder substantially when you are drinking, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. That one was a stretch. Fuddled. I don't know that I love it. Fuddled. (laughs) Skunked. I kind of like that. Okay. Swift sounds dirtier than it needs to, I think. Yeah. I don't love that one either. Or something you buy out of a van in the parking lot. <laughs> I do like Slap Happy. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I never thought Slap Happy had anything to do with being drunk. I don't I don't know if I did either, but I kind of like it. Uh, toasted just came in to 410-584-100.7. I've used that one before, too. Nice. Or hey. you were toast. Hey, Alex, can we time mark this? The day of our Lord, February 23rd. At 8.41, uh-huh. he does not agree with the British. <laughs> he didn't like any of the British words. He passed over it so quickly, and I thought this was going to be a new wheel. I was like, all right, we're going to go get corned. What about uh, the one that's on here, Jeremyed Is that how you pronounce that? Spoken. That's what I was going to say. Is it Pearl Jam? Like getting drunk at a Pearl Jam concert? You got Jeremy? I don't know what that means. These were the tame ones. There are ones I that I-, I could not, on a whiteboard, figure out. Yeah. And I know there's one in particular that gets used in the UK that we can't say. Um, and what about schnockered? I've heard that one before. That too. was on the list. Yeah. You've never been any of those things. Have you ever been intoxicated? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Only like two or three times in my life. Like scale of one to ten. Or do you even know enough to reference it? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, it tends. Like for you, it's just like a little loss of, you know, anxiety. <laughs> Probably made you feel hammered. No, because the one time I got drunk, I apologized to my best man for blowing a disc golf tournament three years prior. So, you had held on to that. I'm so sorry. For so long. I missed that 22 foot putt on 18. And I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's the best chance, man. It's all downhill from here. Then the last time I was 25 Um, and I mixed a bunch of stuff and it just, it like just an eject button. It all came out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exercise the demon. (laughs) Uh, We got some more coming in. Three Sheets to the Wind, I like. Tanked. Obliterated, says Nick from Towson. Those are all good ones. Obliterated, man. (laughs) That sounds like the end of a PSA. (laughs) Tommy went out drinking with friends, (laughs) and he got obliterated. obliterated. Which one out of all these that you've seen so far is your favorite before we jump? I don't know uh, if it was in there or not, but... Hammered usually is a go-to, and I also like from Talladega Nights where he's discussing his favorite Jesus, uh-huh. and he's um, you know, singing lead for Leonard Skinnerd, and he goes, and I'm in the front row, hammered. I didn't argue. I just, argue with I just that. do like the way he says that, so that one's kind of stuck with me for quite some time since then. John C. Riley, more of a god than a man. <laughs> this morning it's been foggy. As it was super cold, and now it's like 40-something, and we get those foggy mornings because of that. And I'm always foggy in the morning just in general. You know what I mean? And this morning when we were driving in, (laughs) I had this situation that I wasn't sure if it was a fever dream. I didn't know if it was real or fake. I had no idea. Hit me. So I'm seeing this car in front of me, and he looks awful close to the car in front of him. And I was like, man, that is a serious tailgating situation. And then as I got closer, I saw on the rear windshield, it said in tow. And it was like a it was a weird shaped car, maybe a Mini. I don't know that it was a Mini, but something shaped like a Mini. Okay. And it was being pulled by a pretty old SUV. I think like a Nissan Xterra or something, but not a vehicle you would assume would be towing another vehicle. Okay. Almost to the point where I'm like, I don't know the legality of this. I don't think I would be advertising the fact that this is in tow. I think I would be driving under the cover of darkness, hoping that nobody realizes what's going on. When I was a kid, I had this gray Ford F-150, three-speed manual, (laughs) and my dad, every time it would break down, would tow me. And let me tell you, there's nothing worse than being in the back of a towed vehicle. I'm sure it was illegal. Like, not trying to hit the car in front of you. You know what I mean? Like, working brakes without the engine on. Just, like, manually trying to just not slam into him every time you stop trying to keep tension in the chain or whatever. It was awful. It was a horrible experience. So, I'm seeing that going down 95. And I'm like, man, that's weird. This car just towing another car doing 80 miles an hour down 95 with no lighting, no nothing. Just the words in tow in the back. And then that all of a sudden looked normal because in front of it was like a rental. I don't think it was a rental, but like you would rent a U-Haul, like not a big truck with the door to the back of the truck only halfway closed because there was a car inside of it and it stuck out a little bit. And I'm telling you, this was not like a flatbed. This was not a tow truck. This was like a box truck that you would like, you know, Staples would come deliver paper in or you'd rent if you were moving you know, maybe 20 feet long, not even, maybe like 15 feet long. So this car is hanging out the back of this, and then it's towing another car. And I was just like, this is really, really bad. Did you feel like you needed to call the local authorities? I kind of did. I mean, it was early and I just, you know, I just do not engage is usually my my mantra. (laughs) Yeah, you know, see something, say nothing. That's... That's what you got to do. Can you even imagine? No. It, it, and I, when we came in, I started to tell you about it. And I'm like, I can't even tell this story twice. I just need to hit you with it at once. Now, I'm sure you have questions. So how many lanes were there available to you? It was, I mean, it was at the point at 95 near White Marsh. I mean, you got at least four across, maybe five, because it takes forever for that one lane to end uh, to merge in there you know what i mean because yeah. it splits off the 695 so you got like two extra lanes there from the length between white marsh boulevard and where 695 split off so it's super wide there and i was two lanes over from them did you I feel did like you needed get to get farther away oh i, I <laughs> the lane next to them was available and i chose to go to the farthest right lane to go around them i wanted nothing to do with what was going on in there and and I didn't, it was too dark to like see in the vehicle. I would love to have just gotten my, an eye full of, of what the folks inside there looked like, but I couldn't see anything. That was my final question. Yeah. Did you see the conductor or dad? No. Uh, God, do I wish I could have, though. <laughs> well, I would have loved to have just, I'd love to have loved to just give him a little head nod. You know what I mean? Where you lock eyes, it's like, what's up? Good luck to you and your travels. <laughs> Cuba you in the morning.